is up, everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Mike Bauman with you here, as always, alive and in Z Flesh. Thank you so much for checking out the show, however you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this from. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your world to step into mine. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. You can also check out my personal website, MikeVBauman.com, for my demo reel in case you want to put a face to the voice if you haven't seen what I look like. That's always exciting. Uh, You can check out past articles that I've written. You can check out a little bit of my work history with my resume. You know, just just a little personal insight into uh, some of my experience over the years that has led me to this point, this stage of my being in this this earthly realm at 27. Uh, You can also check out uh, the website, which is where you may be listening to this right now, bombmansbreakdown.podbean.com. There is a Facebook page for the podcast. Just go to Facebook, type in Bombman's Breakdown. You will find it there. I believe it's just forward slash Bombman's Breakdown, too, on Facebook. Uh, and what else? What else? What else? Any other linkage I need to talk about? I don't think so. I think that pretty much pretty much sums it up. Okay, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I will see you next time. Wouldn't it be funny if I just ended it like that? Like one minute and 20 seconds? You're like, dude, what? Up? what's going on, man? What's going on? It was only a minute today. That's like the shortest podcast ever. There's got to be people out there trying to set records for that, though. You know that's going on, where somebody's like, dude, what if we just make, like, a 20-second podcast? You know what I mean? We'll just, like, promote stuff. It'll be, like, guerrilla marketing, and it'll be, like, 22 seconds. It's going to be a world record, and we're going to – it's we're going to set a world record for marketing the most stuff in the least amount of time and getting the most success off of that. Like, we're going to say, hey, check out this band, and in 20 seconds – on our podcast we're going to do it and then people are going to go to the show and it's going to be like holy crap those guys are like geniuses and then everybody will be doing 20 second podcasts but like we were the first and so we'll like pat and anybody who tries to do it will be like no bro we got that i don't know what that just was every now and again i go on tangents but anyway thank you guys for listening to the show this week is a lot of fun this is actually a band that's going to be on this week that i really enjoy I really enjoy, and um, it was it was fun to finally set something up with these guys because I saw them at the He Is Legend and Sleepwave and Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost tour. Um, I think it was Get Out of the Water tour this past summer, and it was yeah Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost joined them for a few shows, but it was like Sleepwave, which who was really good. Check Sleepwave out, and then also He Is Legend, who was really good as well. And it was a great show. He is Legend is a band that I've gotten into over really just like within the last probably like year, year and a half. Um, they're a band I was a little late to the party on. But uh, my my good friend Ryan Waiten, who I've mentioned, I, I know several times on this show. You guys hear his band's music at the beginning and at the end of the show, Tropic Bombs. Excuse me. Um, ooh, another one, a twofer. I had some... Uh, some potatoes and a pork sandwich before this so i got a little i got it let me take a little sip of water first so i don't continue to interrupt you guys and myself with with small little burps but anyway um ryan is a huge uh sorry i just ate the mic there for a second too (laughs) ryan is a huge tropic bombs or ryan is a huge tropic bombs fan dude my band is the best band in the world bro check it out um (laughs) let me i got myself turned around on those burps just a burp just threw off my whole rhythm, my rhythm, my rhythm. 
that is the hardest word to spell by the way anyway if you ever just if you ever just want to make somebody feel dumb and like you know you're gonna you know if you if i mean if you have to argue i don't like arguing but if you have to argue it just just and it's like about something like politics where nobody agrees on anything just be like oh yeah man you think you're really smart spell rhythm and i'm like what does that have to do with you see you can't spell it dude Nobody spells rhythm right on the first time, except for the kids that win the spelling bee. They spell the rhythm right. But anyway, uh, Ryan is a huge – he's a legend fan. That's his favorite band. And uh, you know, we'll talk about music from, from time to time. And we did it. Actually, it was a podcast we did like a year and a half ago, roughly a year and a half ago in June. And he was uh, – and I said, dude, uh, so who, who are some bands that I should check out, man? What do you, what do you guys listen to? Because I – especially musicians, I always like to pick their brains because usually they're – ahead of the curve on some stuff or just just in an obscure end of the spectrum that I haven't ventured towards. And, uh, you know, if you picture music being like the United States of America, it's like, well, I haven't been to Texas. Let me let me see what's down there. And then you get to Texas, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much big stuff going on in Texas. It's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much music out there. And he was like, dude, he is legend. You need to check them out. And I was like, all right, what album should I start with? He's like, I am Hollywood. Start with that one. And I really enjoyed it. I've since listened to Heavy Fruit, which came out last year. Um, the album that has Mushroom River on it. I'm trying to remember the name of that album. But that one's really good. I haven't listened to It Hates You yet, but they are a really good band. And so they came to town in August, and Tropic Bombs wasn't on the bill. But the band opening on the bill was a band called Light Horizon. And I was really impressed with their set. And I actually got hooked up with a ticket to the show from zach of light horizon and uh they're just really really nice guys man really nice guys and i really enjoyed their set because they they're just a rock band you know and and right now we're in a day and age where i feel like there is just a lot of segmenting you know segmentation if i was doing a presentation i would use that word there's a lot of segmentation but there really is right now and, and i would actually i would probably say more division and and that's unfortunate but um there's so many subgenres and genres of subgenres and subgenres of those genres of those subgenres of those genres and it just it's just like i don't really care about any of that all i care about is like if i listen to something does it make me feel something it's kind of like when i watch a movie like i love comedy movies they're probably my like Tommy Boy is my favorite movie of all time, you know. That's I Chris Farley was one of my childhood heroes growing up. I love that dude, and that movie just I, I remember the first time I saw it, and it always makes me feel good every time I watch it. It's just a great movie in my opinion. So I mean, I love comedies, but but when I go to a movie, I don't always need to feel like happy. You know, there's some movies that you watch like Shutter Island. Not really, you know, spoiler alert, it's not really that happy. It came out like five years ago, so get off me. But uh, I saw Shutter Island, not a real feel-good movie. There were points actually when I saw that in the theater where I felt physically uncomfortable, but I enjoyed the movie, so I was okay with those moments of like, oh my gosh, this is freaking me out. What's going on right now? And it's kind of like that with music with me too. I don't, I don't always have to listen to the most upbeat stuff i tend to lean towards more positive stuff especially lately and where i'm trying to take my life and everything right now in terms of relocating and you know just trying to get to a more positive vibration but you know there's certain stuff that i love you know there's there's times where you just you know you just want a headbang you know what i mean and then there's times where you want something a little bit mellow you know but but really for me at the end of the day, what makes a good song is just knowing that it was really genuine. You know, and there's some songs that you listen to right away and you're like, I get it. Like, I got it. I love it. 
you know, every time I listen to one from Metallica, I feel that way. Every time I listen to Lifelong Dave Shift from Middle Class Rut, I feel that way. You know, every, every time I listen to Light the Way from Traffic Bombs, I feel that way. Like there's just certain songs that when you listen to it, you're just like, yes, I get it. I like it. And but for me, the, at the core of it is really just, you know, does the artist really believe in what they're writing and, and does it come from the heart? And, you know, Light Horizon have obviously a very long set because they were the first band that was playing and they were the local band on the bill. But I was really impressed just because to me, they were just a rock band. And I think that that's cool that there's not really any labels attached to what they're doing and they're not really concerned with that. I think they put indie rock because they are an independent artist, but they just had a really good set. You know, there were some good riffs, there was great drumming, bass work, the vocals. I mean, everything was really, really cool. And they were super nice dudes. I mean, I'd never met Zach before and this guy just hooked me up with a ticket to the show because I got a hold of Ryan. He's like, dude, you going to come see He is Legend? Because we hadn't hung out in a little bit. I was like, yeah, I'd love to go to the show. And I was like, he's like, well, let me see if I can get you on the guest list. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the type of dude that's like, dude, I'm not going unless I get on the guest list. Like he offered, he said, hey, well, I, you know, I know, know a couple of guys in Light Horizons. Maybe we can get you on the guest list. So Zach, thank you again. Zach was nice enough to actually give me a ticket. And because and, he just wanted people to the show. And if that doesn't tell you how much he loves music and how much his band is really about music, then I don't know what does. But so we finally were able to set this up. We kept in touch and uh, I was just really excited to get these guys on the show because I really do enjoy their sound. They have their debut album out right now. It is available on iTunes called The Great Big Empty. So if you can't get your hands on it physically, you know, and if you're somewhere else in the world where maybe that might not be an option, just go to iTunes and look up Light Horizon and you can find The Great Big Empty on there. It's just a really good album, man. And like I said, what makes it even better is that these guys are good dudes. So when we did the podcast, and that was another thing, like I get self-conscious sometimes, especially with people who don't know me on a, on a real personal level, because obviously I, you know, face-to-face communication is, is the preferred method for me in, in most situations, you know what I mean? Um, but sometimes with the podcast, uh, you know, there's some background noise depending on where you meet up, you know, and, um, you know, and it's usually it's tolerable and it's not bad, but sometimes it can be distracting, you know, especially if you're trying to talk to, you know, one person or even a few people for, you know, usually like an hour, you know, depending on the guests I get and how much time they have. But I think an hour is pretty good for a podcast. I, I like to keep it as natural of a conversation as possible. For those of you who listen to this know that, but you know, and, and sometimes when you have too much background noise, it can just be a little distracting for the listener, I feel like. So I try to try to find a quiet place. And if, if, if we can't, usually going online over Skype, it provides pretty good audio. And I've usually never, you know, to the, for the most part, I've not really had any trouble using Skype during an interview. Every now and again, the connection will get a little iffy, but for the most part, it's pretty cool. And so we did this via Skype, and I just wanted to reiterate to Zach, like, I was like, dude, I, I, I don't want you to think I'm a jerk and, like, I'm big-timing you. Like, oh, you're going to be on my podcast, but only if I don't actually have to sit in the same room as you, bro, because you got to get to my level. That's, like, my favorite word of the day on this podcast. I don't know why, bro. I don't know why. It's just... Reminds me of freshman year of college. Anyway, uh, so, you know, but he was he was really cool with it, and uh, it was cool that we got the whole band, too. You know what I mean? Because these guys have all been in bands together over the years, and then they all kind of circled back around after they had gone in some different directions, just with life, you know, not because of anything bad, but just life happens, and, you know, and, and they all kind of resurfaced and came back together with Light Horizon, and I'm really glad they did, and I think you guys are going to be really glad they did, too when you check out their music because it's really, really good. And I'm not just saying that because they're on my show. These guys are good dudes and their music rocks. So you are going to hear today from Ryan, the guitarist and vocalist, Zach, 
who you uh, have heard about, who is on the guitar as well, Jim on bass, and Tyler on drums. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Light Horizon. Here it is. Well, first fellas, thanks, thanks for joining me, man. Uh, I, I mean it when I say I really enjoyed your set at the He's Legend show back in August. That was a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for, for that um, and for doing this, man, genuinely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us, and thanks for coming out to the show. It was an awesome show. It Thank was it was like cool, it. man. You hooked you hooked me up with the with the ticket to the show, man. I appreciate it. It was awesome. Yeah, no problem. So we just wanted to have a packed house, you know. Like if it were up to us, it'd be he is legend selling out the Huntington Center or a sports arena or something. But right. try to at least bring some people to Iggy's for him. Yeah, hopefully we can get some more uh, some more rock bands in the Huntington Center over the next next couple of years in Toledo. They're actually this is probably the most uh, heavy they've ever done here. Isn't isn't like in this moment and Death Punch and Papa Roach coming there soon or something? Yeah, yeah, my dad's going to that. Yeah, that, I've been hearing a lot about it on the radio. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit. It's mostly a lot of like country artists that seem to come into the Huntington a lot. I don't. I don't, apparently Toledo must have a pretty big country contingent because that seems to be what what comes through. So it's it's cool to see a, like a bigger, heavier act come in there. A couple of heavy acts. That's cool. Yeah, that's good. Definitely. Jennifer Lopez playing there too. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like Elton John that you hear about or like huge like you know or J Lo. J Lo. Yeah. J Lo's coming to Toledo. Is that for real? Yeah, yeah, she's playing at the Huntington Center. I'm serious. Wow. I think Baxter's wow. always played there, too. You already got your ticket? Like a year. Well, if you I guys, guys want to um, introduce yourselves just so people recognize your voice when, when they hear you, that'd be cool, too. Sure. Okay. Uh, Ryan, you go first. Okay, I'm Ryan Robin Marco, and I sing and play guitar in the band Light Horizon. I'm Zach Jacobs, and I play guitar. In the band. Zachary Michael Jacobs. I'm the one that's going to try record. not to interrupt everybody, but I'm Jim Cooley. I play bass guitar. He's really polite. And I'm Tyler LaGrange. I play drums. So you guys have been together, uh, what, it started back in 2013 what, after you guys have been in different bands and stuff over the years? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We, um, we had all, all played in bands together probably since high school. And then we weren't really doing anything for a couple of years and kind of came together with this. Yeah, probably two years ago with me and Ryan starting out. And then we just picked him up along the way. So have you guys all been buddies for, for a long time? What's that? You guys all been like friends for a long time, even before the, the music started? Yeah, it was when the, you know, like when the screamo, like hardcore scene really started picking up. And we all really liked the same music and... It turned out we could all play instruments, so it made sense for us to all hang out. And Jim actually started with a synthesizer. He would wear a guitar yeah. strap and uh, hold it like a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> like a keytar. I mean, it was a keytar without a neck on it. <laughs> he got down with it, though. I could swing it around my shoulder. But yeah, we, we all, we're all pretty goofy guys, so we all got along, and kind of why we probably are still all friends. Yeah, so, that was when I originally met those guys. Was actually the first band I was ever in was with them mm -hmm. back in I don't know, probably like two thousand five, two thousand six or so, yeah. like a good ten years ago. Mm -hmm. I've then, always said I've known you guys for ten years. Yeah, it's been around ten years. Mm -hmm. 
the longest way to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, man. It's cool. I like to be more of a conversation anyway, so feel free to like jump okay, in, man. Cool, it's cool. 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 How how long after you guys um, started jamming together did you realize like it was kind of like that light bulb moment where you wanted to all be in a band together again? I mean, what what was that like a couple of years ago? Like as far as that ball rolling again? I mean, I think for Ryan and us, like Ryan and myself, we'd been best friends for pretty much our whole lives, and we kind of always had that feeling of our lifelong passion being music. But really, this, as far as like a project, has probably been the most like fruitful and possible to like it really invest your life into for some reason whenever we get a full band going it seems like we are kind of like an all-or-nothing type of people like we will never just be in a band and be like oh you know we're just gonna chill and make music like i don't know we we have ambition i think that's kind of what push drives us you know at the end of the day but i use the i use the law of attraction when i was you guys are gonna fucking call me crazy, but even when we weren't in bands together, my thought was that we would all play together. Yeah. And I never gave that thought up. And then Tyler called me one day and said, "Hey, we still don't have a bass player." So I came over and jammed, and they just started talking about what we we're gonna do next. And Ryan's like, "Oh shit, I didn't even ask you if you'd be back in the band." <laughs> yeah. So you wanna do it? <laughs> And I saw yeah, for I for your guys' like influences and stuff too. It, it's uh, you've got like you've listed like Circus Survive and Dallas Green, oh, yeah. Animals as Leaders, Huge Legend, obviously, which uh, yeah. our mutual buddy Ryan from from Topic Bombs, obviously, that's like his favorite band in the whole world. But um, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think They're it's awesome. cool because like I think having different mu- musical influences from from different ends of the spectrum can only kind of help you develop your sound and not pigeonhole yourself into maybe one corner. Um, and make yourselves more dynamic. What what's that like having having that type of array of, of musical influences as far as putting your guys' sound together? It, it's really nice because we can just kind of come to practice with an open mind. You know, we aren't really trying to paint ourselves into a corner too much. So we can just come to practice and say, "Hey, I wrote this cool thing today," and the rest of the guys will be like, "Cool, let's let's write a song like that." It's not necessarily like, "Well, it has to be like this." It has to give you this feeling and this sound yeah we're really diverse when it comes to our influences and i think we don't ever want to write the same song twice so like we're always looking for that weird cool sound like that's pretty much how we write our songs is one of us will come across the cool riff and we kind of develop it from there and tyler has a lot of different influences with the way i don't know he listens to a lot of different drummers i feel like yeah i i played in Back in school, would play and I played in concert band, marching band, jazz band. So like, I listened to everything from you know classical music to like the heaviest, craziest, darkest metal there is at the same time. So like, I'm just all over the place. I, I'll listen to pretty much anything, except for like maybe like country. <laughs> yeah. I like country, but these guys are. <laughs> so I like we live in Ohio. You, music, you can't right. you can't escape it. Yeah, I think we're all pretty we're all pretty much like omnivores when it comes to our music. You know, it's all pretty eclectic. Anything from classic rock and classical music, like he said, to newer stuff to indie rock, just all over. If, if it's good music and it speaks to you, then yeah, we have a hardcore background, so I feel like there's these little hints of it. We really don't want this to be a hardcore like heavy band at all by any means like we kind of made that decision when we realized like we didn't want to have a screamer in the band because i feel like 
when you when you do that, it you automatically cut yourself off from an audience that would otherwise you know absorb what you have to say rather than just you know turning their ears off right when they hear someone scream. So I don't know. Right, and I like to scream a lot. So if you ever come around, you want some well, Jim will scream eventually. <laughs> I do. When you guys started jamming again, did you did you know that there was a chemistry like right away? I mean, did it did it feel right after maybe some years apart and doing some different projects? Yeah, yeah. It's like we all it just you pick up where you left off. I think in a lot of ways, it just feels like very natural fit. We're all friends. We all really love the same things. We're all huge nerds about the same things, like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead and just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so, in between jams, it's usually just talking about that stuff, and it just you know. We're friends and we love hanging out, and we also get to do this awesome thing together. So it's yeah, feels yeah. like a natural. I had even I moved uh, away for a few years and hadn't even touched a drum set for about two years. The first time I came and jammed with them, and I think after that first time, we ended up jamming together like every day that week and just kind of like knew right away like yeah, we got to keep doing this. You were in San yeah. Diego, right? Yeah, I, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years. I did a background check on you before I did this. That's how I know. <laughs> what well, What were you doing out there, man? If you don't If you don't mind me asking. Um, I honestly, I moved. My brother lives out there, so I I moved out there kind of with him to start, and was just sort of looking. Uh, hey, cool. I, you know, most people don't get a chance to go and live in California, so I said I'll go check it out and. After a couple of years, I you know I was working out there, just kind of seeing the sights, and I was just kind of ready to to move back to Ohio after that. So made my way back, and I just drove cross country coming back. It was pretty good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be pretty cool to at least get a chance to experience that. Like I'm actually getting ready to uh, to move down to Nashville, kind of kind of for the same reasons. I think. I mean, I've I've got a family friend down there, and that's like Music City, you know. Um, and I'm I'm really gonna miss the you know the local Toledo music scene, but um, I think it's just gonna be kind of a cool change of pace to to experience something a little yeah, bit sure. different, you know. Sure. Oh, we got to Skype with you when you get down there. Absolutely, <laughs> man. That's the beauty of the music down there. <laughs> It's always good to throw yourself into those new situations and like I feel like you can't grow in ways where you're like expecting what's coming to you. You know, I, I think a lot of the times you grow when you're not expecting this challenge that like comes your way because it's this totally new thing. You know, and I think comfort zones a lot of times too are really just limit zones that I've discovered as I as I've gotten older. I think the more you kind of challenge yourself and, and get outside of the little box that you're in, you really discover who you really are. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. being in the same area for a really long time and, and Toledo Toledo Free Press closing down really bummed me out too because I wrote for them for a while. That's actually how I met Ryan from Tropic Bombs and we've become really good friends and I went to his wedding and he's one of my best buddies up here now and uh you know, I got to do that just through pursuing what I love, which is writing about music and stuff. So when 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 that closed, I mean, I, I still love doing this, obviously, but um, I just kind of want to see if I can expand my horizons a little bit. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's cool, man. I I respect that. That's uh, that you went out to San Diego for a little bit and got to experience that, man. Yeah, I figure it's you know something to add to the life resume. Going back to that uh, that He's Legend show, um, which which I really enjoyed, man. I thought I thought you know from you guys all the way up to to those guys, it was it was a great great night and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, 
it was um, a really solid lineup for sure. What was it, what was it like for you guys to to be on that bill, being uh, being such huge uh, fans of those guys? Because I feel like that's something not a lot of bands get to experience in terms of actually being on the same bill as a band that they really enjoy listening to. Right. Yeah, we were we were just felt really lucky, like just grateful for the opportunity. It's kind of a lifelong dream, I think, of all of ours. It was almost kind of, just surreal. Like, are we really playing with his <laughs> legend? That is us, right? Like. <laughs> It was kind of mind-blowing a little yeah. bit. I, I didn't know what to say to him. Like, yeah. I wanted to talk to him so bad, but I, like, just didn't know what to say. I was like, man, that would be cool. So it just made it so I would say the most uncool things to him and then walk away and regret. But it was a good night. I was, I was so excited. I was singing their songs for, like, the sound check and warm-ups and stuff. But then when I started with the sound guy, I was singing some of their lyrics for music. Well, it was actually funny because when we were there, Jim asked me if I wanted to play pool. And I was like, who the fuck's going to play pool tonight, Jim? He is Legend's <laughs> playing. And then we look back when they are all in there, and he is Legend is the one playing pool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, okay, that's, that's different, but yeah, it was cool. <laughs> so did you guys get to talk to them at all? Did you get a chance to, to meet him at all, or were you, were you a, little too, a little too nervous? Yeah. I told him that I wasn't worthy. <laughs> he told me to shut up. So I did. <laughs> me, me and Tyler got to talk to him a little bit after the show, and I don't know throughout the night, kind of just come up and talk to him a little bit, ask him how tour is going, chat him up. Try not to, you know, totally come off like too much of an awkward fanboy, but I, I don't think he can help that to a certain degree. You know, you know I think I think <laughs> over the years, hanging from... out with the guy from Sleepwave, uh, I think it was. I don't it, remember his name. It was one of them guys. And, they yeah, were, they were cool really too. cool. They were like the drummer for me, grilling pork chops. It was pretty. My cool. wife ended up getting like four pictures with the guy, and I don't even know how that happened. I didn't <laughs> see her out there. Whenever it must have been when I was around. Jim's not the only fan. Yeah, that was fun. I think a lot of times too, bands, especially especially like he is legend, because they went away for a little bit and kind of resurfaced and came back together. I think. I think they appreciate people probably coming up to him more than anything, just knowing that they're still. Kind of in the game, you know, because so many, so many bands over the years across the board have just gone away or just can't sustain it anymore. You know? That's kind of what scares me about music is like, I mean, what I would consider one of the greatest bands that I've ever heard in my life, like as far as like even musically, like not only like are the lyrics amazing, but like the music is fucking on and it's solid. It's it's good music, and they didn't get any exposure off of a couple of records and. I don't know, it just it makes you wonder, like, even if you do write, you know, fantastic shit, I mean, it's gotta be poppy or you're not gonna no one's gonna fucking care. I think it's more so the listener can relate to it. If yeah. you can make something simple enough for somebody to just sit down and remember it the first time they hear it, then it'll be a catchy song. Yeah. But that's what it comes down to. It's like you can either write from the heart or you gotta like think in some kind of clever way to get people to you know, just to get attention. I mean, or you can get lucky and learn how to do both. <laughs> I think that's what ultimately happens. Yeah. Or we just cover a pop song. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be all the rage. Like, well, there you go. Right. You guys got to do like Bad Blood or something. You know. Right. Something. <laughs> I think this weekend at work, I heard that three times in about forty-eight hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard it three times today. Yeah, that's not even one of the newer ones. Like, I don't she lip synced the fuck out of it on the VMAs, so that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wonder I wonder what kind of royalties they get. Like every time I watch a football game and there's like a college band playing Seven Nation Army, I'm like I'm like, I don't yeah, know that yeah. Jack White cares at all about football. Maybe he is a huge fan, but I wonder if he's ever watching these games. Like, come on now. Oh, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> come on, Ohio State. I know you got the best damn band in land. How about you give Uncle Jackie ten grand for uh, playing at every single home game? You know? <laughs> he's got to get his beak wet on I it, too. You know? Somebody Right. Yeah, they might have to pay, like, rights to be able to play it or something. Right. There. They but probably purchase They might get some kind of pass being collegiate, you know, educational purposes or something. My, some my son thinks that's the college theme song is Seven Nation Army. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, that's Ohio State's theme song. I mean, that's more probably more memorable to people. Than, right. You know, it's simpler. I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, honestly, at this point for us, like, if we heard a marching band playing our song or football game, we'd be like, Hey, all right, cool. It wouldn't be like, give me money. It'd be like, keep playing that, you know? Like, as long as people listen to it, I'm happy. And pretty soon it'd be in a Dr. Pepper commercial, and Taylor Swift would be drinking the Dr. Pepper, and it'd all come full circle, man. It would just all sink right up. Right. Well, if that happens, we better get paid, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is that that some bands I feel like like one of my one of my favorite bands is uh, is Alter Bridge. I love Alter Bridge. Uh, Ryan and I were just hanging out last night, and I was just telling him about him, and, and we were listening to some music and stuff. And uh, it's weird. It's weird how some bands you feel like can can write something that really hits you at a ver- visceral level musically and lyrically, and how there's stuff that uh, isn't like that. That's getting played all over the radio and stuff and there's a really good couple of really good bands that came here last year or right around this time uh and i covered um one of them for a story royal bliss and boba flex and this this band from australia called october rage and they're all really good and and, yeah. and as a guy that's written about music for for years now and, and has loved music my entire life it, it is weird and i don't know i don't really have the answer to that question and i think about that a lot too you know but there's like a weird balance between commercial success and commercial value and artistic integrity and some bands i feel like it's so big that they can keep it like pearl jam you know they right, but, but they, they also do what they want you get to a point where you can just yeah yeah they, you know and i think i think nowadays like the advantage is if you really love music you you really can can afford to record it at a pretty decent price because there's a lot of software yeah. that's you know helpful to make that happen um, but I feel like the bands who are able to keep their integrity are either the ones who just don't give a damn, you know, and keep writing the music that they want to write. And then there's bands that were kind of ahead of that curve, like Pearl Jam and Foo Fighters and stuff that can just do whatever they want anyway. Well, I mean, Foo Fighters does have a, have a sound that a lot of people seem to enjoy. But I also feel like from listening to interviews with yeah. Dave Grohl and stuff, he, they, they write what they want to write regardless, you know. So right. it's, it's a weird paradigm. It really is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We just write what we write. I mean, like, there's no on purpose really about it. We just hear something we like and kind of just develop it. Well, one thing I genuinely liked about your guys' set is I, when I watched you guys, I was like, I'm, I'm just watching a rock band. Like, I wasn't thinking about, like, screamo or emo or metalcore or any of that crap, all these different subgenres. I was like, these guys are just a rock band. And I think, I think that's what's cool about what you guys are doing. Um, just as a fan of music is that you're just writing songs that genuinely you seem to really love to play, you know? And I think that that's at the core of any, any band that, you know, if you really love what you do and you're passionate about it, it's going to connect with somebody. So for what it's worth, I mean, that's really what I took away from your guys' set genuinely, you know? Thank you. It's it's awesome to, to like see that, you know, because that's what always connected with, you know, with me is, 
whether like wherever it comes from as long as it feels like a genuine like your genuine expression i think it's just easier to like absorb that i guess yeah you can almost tell when bands are up there and they're just kind of faking it there's the saying is fake it till you make it but you can kind of see that in bands and some people like it but if you can see through them i don't yeah. I'm not intrigued by it. I like bands that I can't really tell like what's going on. They're just doing their thing up there. Now for you guys, how did you how did you come up with, with the name Light Horizon? Me and Zach uh were kinda really into space for like a good few months. We were I'm still into space. <laughs> I mean yeah, I mean who still isn't into space, space. right? <laughs> but I mean we were getting really, really into it at one point and I don't know, like we kept hearing a bunch of different terms for Things that, you know, out in space, like Light Horizon is actually a term that uh, Zach explained because he's a college uh, graduate <laughs> here. But uh, I don't know. Uh, we came up with it through, you know, doing that, and uh, it just kind of stuck. It was a cool name. And then, like, it can be interpreted so many different ways that it's also kind of cool. Like, yeah. nobody really knows what it means. Yeah, right. Zach, what's the Wikipedia well, say? I, I don't know about the Wikipedia, but essentially the light horizon is um, from the time of the Big Bang, like light has been expanding out in the universe and basically like it's 14 billion light years out there. As much time as light has had to travel in the universe, that's like the visible edge of the universe. So like beyond that, it could be, we like, we really don't know. It's just expanding into nothing or and that kind of blew our minds and we were like yeah a little bit that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> name a band that it's weird how when I still meet people that don't believe in aliens I'm like I, why do I even talk yeah, to you right now <laughs> that's just a mathematical like such so improbable at this point if you understand even a little bit about how vast the universe is like it happened here and why would it not happen somewhere else we're not that special really everything we found out about life is or like earth and everything like we've always thought we were the center of everything we find out like no really we're just a planet that orbits around a sun like that sun is nowhere like special in the universe it's just in an average galaxy i feel like we are the aliens just an ancient civilization that we didn't even know about no. yeah i don't know about that <laughs> humans that came way before us we're like, yeah. what, what's I'm the an planet alien. that rogue planet kepler b12 or whatever that's like <laughs> chill right by the sun that like came out of nowhere yeah. people think it's like aliens but well, apparently there, there's water on mars like, the raw materials from the planet's core or something like that you never know is that true there's I don't know if that's true. Oh yeah, there's running water. Was an actual rogue planet, or something, something like that. Right. Like space a guy is awesome. discovered it. His name's Kepler. <laughs> it is. I don't know. I think. I think it's interesting too because, like, I, I feel like a lot of people maybe don't believe because they see movies like Independence Day and they always they always think that like if there's another life, they just want to kill us and harvest us and stuff. So it's like a lot of things. It's like you either you either believe it because you have an open mind or you don't believe it because you're afraid of what that possibility might mean. But, right, yeah. which I feel like is more of a reflection of like our own view of human nature. Is like, of, well, if we had the power to go there, of course we would kill it and dominate it yeah. and try to t- take its resources. Why wouldn't they? Like, maybe that they've evolved beyond that. Like, yeah. If, if they have the power of... to travel galaxies and they haven't destroyed their civilization yet, they probably have figured out peaceful coexistence. You know, well, maybe it <laughs> clashes with religion a little bit. That, well, that too. Yeah. That's just the. This whole all other. comes back to religion. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. 
when you said uh, I, you couldn't believe that people don't believe in aliens, like I, I, I have that thought, but more towards like I can't believe people still believe in God. But we don't need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's an interesting name too, and the artwork for the album is really cool. By the way, I'm not sure who did that, but I, yeah. I really thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, a guy named Matt Ritter did it for us. He's actually local. He went to school with Jim, and. Um, yeah, he he just blew us away with it. Like the I didn't go to school with him, but I've just known him from the area. Yeah. He went to a different school. Okay. It's cool, dude. <clears throat> so did you guys just give him the music, and he just was like, "All right, let me hear it," and I'll just kind of come up with it based on what I hear, or did you kind of give him an idea of what you what you wanted for the cover? Yeah, we gave him an idea. He he had asked me. He said, um, "You know, do you mind if I kind of do my own thing with it?" Because I gave him. He's like, "Wow, that's a really thorough description of what you want. You mind if I do my own thing?" I said, "Yeah, go for it. You know, we respect your art, and we've seen all your work. Just do do what you got to do." And he just took a completely different concept, which was awesome. Which was I mean, really it, it really it really fit. Like we our our initial idea was still like involving like space, possibly like an astronaut, something along those lines, but. The you know he kind of turned it into his own by doing the the big huge astronaut with like all the because he actually painted it too like right. it wasn't yeah, it wasn't done digitally or anything like that it was cool that's to what see. really blew me away it was cool to see like his interpretation of our title you know because like we had never really thought of the concept of that and it was just like when he sent it to us it just like we got it like him opening up the the suit and it's being the great big empty inside and we just we all really liked it. Yeah. He, I feel like he really did his research because he asked me for our website and yeah, he did. everything. Of he course. looked, he looked up all. He knew our that pictures. we were in space. He knew like what we wanted, and he took our logo and put it right in the space guys out for a uh, space suit, and it just kind of sets the whole thing off. Yeah, it's cool. Now, for you guys, was this was this the first full length that that any of you guys had done before, or have you guys had you guys done full length work before in, in previous bands? No, these are the most recordings we've ever had in one band at one time, in such a short amount of time. What so. was that? What was that process like for you guys coming back together and, and doing doing all your first full album together? That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I miss recording, honestly. Like it was a lot of it was. There were hard times. I mean, it was a, it's stressful like to spend that many hours trying to get something right. But by the end of the day, I feel like the end result was really good, and I'm really happy with the album and. I don't know. I had a lot of fun. I miss it. I want to go back. Yeah, I miss it too. It is stressful and kind of grueling and, I don't know, hard, but the payoff is so exciting and you're getting to hear something new. Like, it just, it's just an exciting Just thing. even to be able to get to hear yourself for the first time. Like, that's like when you really get to hear what your songs sound like. You know, like, we play our shit pretty loud when we're practicing or playing live, so, I don't know, just to, like, stand back and be able to look at something objectively, I mean... I feel like that's when a song really gets written is when you put it down and like you say this is it like yeah I mean I've made a personally I've made a lot of changes to my drum parts after hearing them re like on that first go tracking them and hearing like wow that's really what that sounds like like let me see if I can you know make some changes here and there and, and really bring it together so like recordings really helped me in that aspect. The most most fun part for me was how we were just kind of writing the songs as we were recording it. Yeah. Because it, it originally was supposed to be an EP, and we were just going to do a few songs and then release it, and then we just kept throwing them at them. Like, hey, can we do two more songs? Right. <laughs> can we do a couple more? And 
Yeah, it wasn't really planned to do a full-length album. It was just the fact that we had like written all these songs that we knew we needed to record, and then we wrote some new ones, and it was like we were really excited about you know getting people to hear those. So I don't know. It just turned out to have the right amount of songs. <laughs> Who did you guys do the album with? Uh, Jordan DeSorbo of Glass Arrow Audio. He's actually in, uh, it's in Toledo, right by UT. Yeah. Yeah, he just got picked up by Invogue Records, actually. Yeah. Is booking through his studio now and stuff. Really? So now we have really? to call another person to <laughs> schedule recordings. <laughs> we got to go through somebody else to get to him. It's like a direct link to him. I mean, that's cool, though. Good for he him. He hired himself a good middle man. He's good, so, like, he, you understand why. Yeah. He was from Before Their Eyes, right? Before Their Eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be releasing a new album soon. Yeah, and I, I think, think I saw him play a show with uh, with Goodbye Blue Skies. I think I saw saw him play either guitar or bass with them a few months back. Yeah, I think he's filled in a couple times for him. He actually lives with the uh, the guy who sings. Their roommates, so yeah, that makes sense. So when you guys write, do you guys all bring ideas to the table? Does the do the do the, the structure of the song come first as far as the the parts? Do the lyrics come first? I mean, how how does that that work amongst the the four of you? Usually I'll take a good drop of acid, <laughs> throw it in the middle of a field, and I'll come back and I'll tell them a story, and then they write a song. No, um, <laughs> no. In reality, um, it usually starts with us like kind of jamming something out, or you know, like maybe Zach will play. It. Starts with the riff, man. Yeah, it's, it always starts with two the guys riff. will come up with a riff, and then we pull up. That was cool. Keep playing that. Right. right. And. I feel like that's how a lot of our songs have gotten written anyways. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, a lot of it starts, the writing process, a lot of it starts with me and him just dicking around, trying to come up, or just jamming. And, you know, you come across that rare thing every once in a while that sounds different and appealing, and then we try to develop it. And if It usually it, sparks a melody out of you when you start, then you start singing yeah. something over a yeah. riff. And then I don't know, I, I've always said, like, we'll write the songs that we can write, because... We'll try to write certain songs that we think are cool and they don't ever pan out. or And then we'll write something, another riff will come along and it just presents itself almost. Like right. the certain, parts are easy to find. It all kind of just comes together. And Certain parts, like certain riffs or certain ideas kind of lend themselves to be, like to, to make it easier for you to grow out of them. You know, some things you could write could sound really cool, but is that really going to be a song? Is that something that you can really like get into shape to be a complete idea so what did what did jordan bring to the table for you guys i mean as a guy who's a musician himself and uh and has done some different things as far as recording and producing how was it working with him as far as maybe what he brought to the table or, or brought out of you guys uh i think like just having someone that you knew like knew what he was talking about um that was pretty cool i mean i don't know like he had some good ideas and I mean, I wouldn't say that he, we didn't, you know, we wrote all the songs, I mean, as far as producing, I think as he helped me vocally a lot, like, I mean, I, I would usually sing the main riff and then with the harmonies, like, I've never really tried to write harmonies for my own vocals, so to have someone else that kind of had a good ear for that was, it really helped me. I mean, I think he just kind of pushed us, you know, it wasn't somebody that was always going to tell you what you wanted to hear. And I think, honestly, that can pull some good stuff out of you. I don't want someone to just agree with me, you know, like challenge me, tell me I can do better. 
do you think it helped you guys going in you there and just someone is and and like recording uh coming up with the ideas while you were in the studio did you did you kind of like that approach as far as expanding it from from an ep initially as opposed to coming in with maybe i mean obviously i'm sure you guys had some ideas already but but as far as fleshing it out in the studio was that a pretty cool experience yeah, it was pretty cool to be able to just put your time towards like working on a thing, you know, like working on a certain amount of songs. And we already had them pretty well formed, but they weren't totally there yet while we were kind of tracking the EP and a little bit later when we were tracking a couple other songs. But really, like, it, it helps you refine it down and being able to play a part in and be like, okay, well, let's try this idea. Well, that doesn't really work as well, so let's try this other thing. And being able to just like work work on it and mold it over that period of time is really helpful. As guitar players, do you guys experiment with different tunings, or do you or do you kind of try to stay in the same the same uh, the same tuning just to just to keep everything on the same level and make it maybe easier for live purposes, or do you kind of like going from like drop D to like standard, or I mean, how's that as a as a guitar player? Because obviously, there's different sounds you can make. You know, I mean, the personality of the guitar player is going to come out regardless of what tuning that you're in. But obviously, if you if you drop it down a little bit and you have like that low E string to like drop D, there's different things that you can do. How do you guys usually approach that when when you're writing riffs, or do you just try to keep it in in one one tuning? Well, I think we 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 a lot of a lot of our songs are written in E standard and. I think that that in itself was pretty unusual for me and Zach because, like, we came from a hardcore-type metal background, so it was like we always played in drop D or even in drop C. And I think when we started writing rock and roll songs and we were, like, kind of dedicating a band towards not trying to make heavy music, it was, it kind of, I don't know, like, they it made those songs sound different just for the fact of writing in a different type of tuning. Sometimes, like, just changing the tuning or changing the strings on your guitar can honestly, like, bring about new tones that you really didn't hear before. And We have started writing in drop D, though, and that even, if, since we've been playing in E for so long, dropping down to D, that's kind of opened up other doors. But that's how it is for me, anyway. Sometimes you just got to switch it up. Do you guys have any favorites from the record or any any that really stand out that when you came up in the studio and, and you listened to it like the first time you heard it you're like yes I like that I, I really love that song my my favorite is the title track Fury Big Empty because it was one of the ones we threw on at the end and it was a one of our oldest songs that we were going to record if by any so but it, just the way it all came together, because it wasn't quite finished in, in the beginning, and then after we recorded it, it just all came together really nice. I really like uh, The City at Sea. I mean, it's weird, because like we weren't even going to sing on that one. It was just going to be music. It was just kind of something to give the album a break, you know, just for the listener in itself. And then we had written that song such a long time ago, and it has lyrics, and it was actually an electric song even at one point. And I don't know, like... I don't know. A lot of people have told me that, like, man, that's your best song, and it's like, there's not even drums in that song. Yeah, it's, it's like, like two and a half minutes long or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little interlude. I don't know. It gives me the feels. Uh... No, yeah, that one was really good. I love the tones that we got out of it. It was really chill. For I, I really like the Beach Master. I think Audio Afterglow turned out really well. Yeah, and then Someone Meant to Struggle. It's hard to like not like that one. Yeah, Someone Meant to Struggle is probably my favorite song to play. Um, I don't know. I get to have a lot of fun on that song. Yeah. So. I like playing that one. 
it was a fun one. He likes to party. I like to party. <laughs> did so so you guys going to, to just be more of a just a rock band? That was that was more of a conscientious decision after after years of kind of doing more heavier stuff. What what led to just wanting to kind of maybe strip it down a little bit and not 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 do that anymore? I think for me, I just like I'd always loved the, the heavy music, but I'd fallen in love with different kinds of music and wanted to just grow in different musical directions. And I I really couldn't do that if I was confined to this genre of well, it has to be drop tuning and it has to have a breakdown so many times and it has to have so many 808 sub hits or it's not hardcore or it's not what we're expecting and uh, I would just I don't know like that, that's how it was for me I think also like just we, we even when we were in a hardcore band we like wrote different type sounding things and I think that we've always just been this like sore thumb in any genre we're ever going to be in because we're never going to like just stick to some kind of like <clears throat> tight knit pigeonhole sound like so I don't know, like a lot of times you'll hear now like a whole album from a band almost sounds the same and you'll get further by writing a whole album on one sound than like really just like making every song different and good in its own right. Like, And we're going to keep doing that because I don't know. I, the bands that I fell in love with never wrote the same song twice. They always tried different things and those are the bands that I'll remember forever. So, I think it'd be so cool if we got to open up a set for One Direction. <laughs> I bet those guys are so cool. Well, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, but this is how we're going to Never mind. I'm being serious. I know. I mean, that would be good. Dave Smiley would be also on the bill. She might be. Fuck it. Let's put Miley Cyrus on it, too. Nah, I don't want to play with Miley Cyrus. No, she's crazy. Hey, she's supposed to be Latisla and, uh, what's that, Jonas brother? Um, Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas. I would totally say Nick Jonas. He's banging like Kate Hudson, I guess. That dude's a fucking mag daddy. <laughs> I really, I really love to play with her, like, Circuit Survive, brand new. She is like it again. You know, she and us would be pretty cool. Data Remember would be pretty you awesome. Can yeah, yeah, awesome. All of this. Every time of that. Can you imagine the kind of crowd that would be at a T-Swift yeah. show? What's, oh, sure. Insane. <laughs> insane? Yeah, insane. <laughs> yeah. Our people they had to come back. Insane. I'd love to open for O-Town. Are they still around? There's, there's, pro, there's got to be, there, there'll be a comeback tour. Everybody does a comeback tour at some point. Yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia bucks going around now. Yeah, like, because it's been like ten years since bands have put out stuff. They're like ten year reunion thing. Like, I, like, like yeah. I said, Backstreet Boys was with that Huntington Center, Center like a year ago on yeah. their reunion tour or whatever. I sing the Backstreet Boys song at least once a day, <laughs> so I feel like. That's fine, in fact. They should just call it tours the retirement tours. Seriously, sometimes I just write a mini Just for my retirement. It is kind of crazy to think that, like, 15 years ago, let's see, I'm, I'm 27 now, so, I, yeah, I was six, in sixth grade, and I used to watch TRL because they would have, like, Corn on there. They'd have, like, POD. They'd still have some bands in there. And but it, it's crazy yeah, to think that at one point, like boy bands were, they were the thing, man. Boy bands like dominated music 15 years ago, and that's just yeah, I don't. It's just it's nuts. It's nuts to think about where where things are now. Now that now country's like the mainstream thing, really. Now, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No rappers are the new rock stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye said they even took skinny jeans from us. I got to tell you when I when I listen to uh this isn't the 80s I just I really do picture a dude just with like a crispy mullet 
and like a, like a cutoff yeah. belly shirt just driving around in like a 1985 Fiero. Like that's what yeah, I picture. Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. I, I gotta be honest, like I really, I really enjoy that song, and and I don't know if it's the title or that riff that that just makes me think of that. But for what it's worth, I just want you guys to know that that's like my headspace when I listen to that song. It's just like a twenty-five-year-old just douchebag from like nineteen eighty-six just driving around town, like he's awesome. Dude, that's awesome. Dude, that needs to be our music video. Yeah. <laughs> I have to give you credit on that one. What was the inspiration behind the uh, behind that song and that title? Yeah. Well, what was funny is a lot of our titles don't have anything to do with what we're actually singing about. <laughs> that one kind of fits, though. That one is more of one where it, it does fit, because it, it has, has that old school rock sound and kind of has those lyrics. Well, just, just like the Beachmaster, like apparently people have been Googling that. And apparently it's just videos of, like, walruses fucking other walruses. <laughs> that's what the Beachmaster is. And I didn't know that at first. Like, I didn't realize it was, like, going to show them that. I think it's elephant seals. Well, I mean... Yeah, elephant seals, my bad. <laughs> they would also possibly find the Beachmaster killing other walruses. That are, they're called sneaky males that try to, like... Which is a cool concept in itself. But when you have to go Google it and see that for... I don't know. I just, Whatever. <laughs> elephant seals, elephant walrus. So is Beachmaster is that is that like a an urban dictionary thing? Is that what it is? Like seals banging no, other seals? Or are they just no, that's no, just the term it. for seals getting it. it on by the water? Yeah. The dominant seal on the beach that like gets to have his harem of, you know, female seals he gets to have. watch a National Geographic. He's, he's called him he's called the Beachmaster and all the other males <laughs> can't mate with the females and if they the try beach the Beachmaster, the biggest, fattest dude on the beach is gonna come show <laughs> you that all the pune. Yeah, like that's basically spot on right there. Yeah. We wanna be the Beachmasters. <laughs> When I was when I was hanging out with Ryan uh, from from Tropic Bob's last night, we we started talking about animals and stuff because his his wife works at the zoo in the summer, and he was telling me about how and he lo- and they both like love lions and then and then I was like well my I was like my favorite animal is probably like a silverback gorilla because like nobody messes with him and he's like it's funny you mention that because. He's like, we were at the zoo, and, like, all these little kids were around, and this this big, huge male silverback, I guess his name is, like, Quisha or something like that. It's a Toledo Zoo. But apparently he was just, he was really chill, and he was just, just sitting next to the fence, and then Ryan and Mandy came up, and all of a sudden he got up and just kind of got real cocky and just stared at Ryan, and she's like, Mandy told him it's because, like, whenever big males that they see as like a threat to their women being around and there's like a couple like lady gorillas sleeping and ryan's like a taller dude like six three like that's that's like the biggest threat to them and and he asked her like like if i got in a fight with an animal like who would you rather see me fight a polar bear or a silverback gorilla and she's like oh my god a polar bear because silverback gorillas like not only do they like beat their enemies to death, but they'll continue beating their bodies after they're dead. And I was like, "That's pretty oh, yeah. intense." They're brutal. They like bite your face off and shit. Like that's crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't mess with no gorilla. I probably wouldn't mess with a polar bear. If, if I had to fight an animal, I would want it to be a fucking turkey. Turkey's <laughs> 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 ass. Have dude. you seen those things in the wild? I would kick I it in the really neck. I fight an animal, but if I could I'm just saying, it. if a turkey attacked me yeah, and I was in a deathly, like, survival situation, oh, yeah, I would kill that motherfucker right away. I feel like ostriches are pretty scary, too. There's always a YouTube video or two that pop up every now and again of just an ostrich just chasing somebody yeah. down. Just <laughs> taking somebody out. 
<laughs> well, for for you guys, uh, I I don't know how we'll segue back to the music, so I'll just do I'll just take a hard left right now. But uh, what I what I really like about the uh, <laughs> about the songs is if you haven't noticed, I jump all over the place. Um, no, that's fine. Right. Right. <laughs> But I, I a, another one that I really like too is uh, when the world is one. That that's got a really like cool positive vibe to it. Kind of kind of reminds me of a simpler time in my my own life. Um, and I think that's yeah, what's right. cool about what you guys are doing too. Like you mentioned, having the songs stand out on their own. And I think it's I think it's a really cool thing when a band kind of can develop their sound, but also have songs that have completely different feels to them. That's part of the reason I really love Alter Bridge and. And starting to get into He's Legend more, it was Ryan who really introduced me to them. And they're kind of like that, too, where it's like they have their sound, but they have songs that really stand on their own. I mean, is that is that something that uh, that kind of came natural in the studio as, as far as having one like this isn't the 80s compared to one like when the world is one? Yeah, I think it just comes from us all liking so many different types of music that we don't really want to make one thing, you know, like we'll come. We'll be feeling a certain jam one day, and then we'll write something else a different day. But yeah, I think we, we also like that. We're striving for kind of the diversity. We don't want to necessarily be like giving you what you expect every time kind of thing, be predictable. Like I, we just, we don't, whatever music we make, our run rule is just don't be boring. When you guys are... Um... I feel the same way. When you guys are uh, are part of a part of a music scene like like Toledo's right now, it seems to be pretty healthy, and it seems to have been like that for for the last four or five years as far as diversity of of local talent and bands from different ends of the spectrum. As, as a band like yourselves, that's currently in the thick of it as far as Toledo. How how do you guys feel about about locally what's going on right now, and and, and what's what is that like being in in a city like Toledo? as far as the band that's coming up and, and just off of your, you know, making your first album and doing shows and stuff. When we, when we started in a hardcore band, like coming up, we were really young compared to a lot of the kids in the, in the scene. And I felt like people were in the hardcore scene at that time. Like it, it's all about ego. I mean, I just feel like when you're trying to make the baddest ass, you know, break down possible, like, feel like you kind of lose like your other parts of your uh personality and i feel like a lot of people are very standoffish and i think we've realized now like if you get further by being nice to people and making friends rather than standing in a corner not talking to anyone so i mean i just feel like the scene now feels a lot more Welcome. welcoming and and just i don't know there's a lot more nicer people or maybe we've just I don't know. We're in the right genre, finally. I think it's just around the scene. Like there, there's so much talent, like you were saying, and it just feels like way more of a camaraderie now. Like there's nobody really trying to tear each other down. You know, we're all kind of there to lift each other up. You know, they say like, like a rising tide lifts all boats. That's like what, what I think about when I think about supporting the scene. You know, if somebody's doing really well, like that's good, and it, it seems like it is coming back around here more. You know, it kind of ebbs and flows like always, but I think that there's something here in this you know in Toledo in the area that makes that drives people to want to do this and people to want to come out and support the shows we're on board well you guys lately too have, have been playing a lot of different shows you guys did the 9-11 show and I just saw that you did the uh, acoustics for childhood cancer research how, how, how has it been just kind of mixing it up and doing Doing different events like that. 
Yeah, we we always love. I mean, we we'll, we love playing our, our music. So basically, any any venue that we can play our music at will be great. But we we like doing stuff for good causes as well. I think that's important to be able to to contribute what you can. You know, if you can make music and just this thing might bring about like in some small way a positive change in the world. I think that's like a good thing. Anytime you can achieve that. Yeah, we want to play more shows and and play further out. Like that's our going to be our our next main focus we haven't really booked that many shows after that childhood cancer show and i just think we need to start broadening our, our horizons as far as you know the, the venues that we're getting comfortable playing and trying to make more connections with you know we would like to start being a touring band as soon as possible and it's not going to happen playing aggies every two or three weeks but it's a good local base i mean we love playing in there so have you guys gotten any any type of uh, attention, whether it's other bands or other people outside of Toledo checking out checking out your music that you've made any connections with, or, or any see any maybe potential connections to to do some touring with, like other other bands in the region? Yeah, we've been contacted by bands out of state and stuff to to play like up in up in Michigan and around, but um, yeah, we haven't haven't really been able to set anything up yet as far as that. We're looking to like. I mean, we'd love to hook up even with a, a local band around here that we're friends with, like the Tropic Bombs or our buddies in Colorize or like a band like the Casket Company. I mean, there's just so many bands that I could I can go on naming, but and do you know regional mini tours to start with and start broadening, expanding out, expanding out. There's just like a lot of bands. I mean, there's there's a lot of talent. I feel like we should just do a Toledo tour and just take the scene on tour you know yeah. like look at how fucking good this music is in this city like <laughs> yeah sure it's a flyover city why well, come to toledo and blah 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 like because there's good shit happening it's here tri-county area shoot. right <laughs> all three counties <laughs> what was that like playing the uh, the acoustics for childhood cancer research show um you mentioned just being part of something that's like a positive cause how, how did that one kind of get set up did you guys have like a a personal connection as far as getting on that show or did, did, did they reach out to you? How, how did that one come about? Yeah. Um, well, the guy who sets it up um, is from Woodville and he's been family friends um, with my family pretty much, for, I mean, since before I was even born. And he, his son had, I think, leukemia. Um, oh, and he was just looking to do oh. something, to do something good and raise funds. Um, but then, yeah, he, he had this idea for the show. This was a, actually, it started a couple of years ago, and we've played every year uh, that they've had it so far. I think three years, yep. probably. Yep. Um, so you get better about scheduling when people are going to play, but they're getting there. But, yeah, um, we, uh, we actually initially weren't going to play it this year because we've kind of been more focusing on getting our electric set down pat. Um, but they said that they needed us to, to play again or they'd like us to play again and that we could play full electric. So we actually, you know, we were, that worked out perfectly and we were able to come in and play. I had a great experience playing that show because I went in to get my chicken dinner and I I knew what the event was about and I wanted to donate, donate my $10. Yeah. This little uh, kid comes for a good me. cause. I mean, yeah, it's all for, they always do really good stuff. I mean, they this, raise money that's like. This five year old kid comes up to me and he's taking orders for the chicken dinner. Yeah. I said, yeah, here. Here's a five. Here's another five. That's ten dollars. And I look at his paper, and he's got scribbles all over his <laughs> yeah. names. But he was walking around taking everybody's order and I just scribbling names. 
So <laughs> it's it literally it, scribbles. It brings me back to the ostrich thing because the kid told the cook that he wanted I wanted one ostrich leg and one buffalo like wing, <laughs> and even though they were only cooking chicken. So she brings it out to me and says, "Here's your ostrich leg." How how's that guy's son doing now, Zach? Is he is he he's still is he still around? Is yeah, he he's actually okay? I believe he's in remission. Yeah, he's doing really good. He's he doesn't uh, need treatments or anything anymore. But um, actually, Mar- Marcos, the guy who puts it on, was talking about. Well, since my son isn't really receiving treatment, maybe I shouldn't do that this year. But I still see, you know, all of these kids out here who do need help and who do need, like, you know, carts and all all of these supplies and little things that you wouldn't even think of. That right. even if it's not tens and tens of thousands of dollars, like, does make a difference. So. Yeah, we were just happy to be a part of it, really. So for you guys now wanting to do more touring and stuff in the in the next year, or so oh, what's up, Kitty? Um, <laughs> um, who like what would be what would be a dream scenario for you guys? Like, is there is there one band that that all of you would would mutually agree would be sweet to like open for and tour with if you had like a, a dream scenario? Circus arrived. Yeah, I was gonna say circus or brand new or brand new brand new like. But that would be another situation where I wouldn't be able to talk to them because I would be so awkward. <laughs> I'd rather tour with Circa. Uh, I know these guys are huge brand new. How about fans, Circa, Survive, and Brand New? I mean, brand be brand New is taking a hiatus because the dude's having a baby. I know. That's why people should yes. not have babies. Also, uh, <laughs> They're not going to be playing for a while. Honestly, like another band that would be really cool for me, Like I've always been a big fan of uh, the fall of Troy. That would be awesome. I, thought it'd be, I think it'd be cool to like open for them, even though we're not like... Technically, like, really in the same genre. Like, I still just think it'd be awesome to share the stage with those guys. I think it's cool. I think it's cool, though. There's a lot of shows lately, uh, a lot of tours where they're kind of really mixing it up, and it's not not all bands yeah. from the same same spot, which I think is cool, you know, to go to a show and get get different vibes throughout the night. And, and, and again, I thought the He Is Legend show was, was kind of like that because Sleepwave kind of does their own thing, and... You guys are, are yeah. doing your thing, and he's legend. And what was it, uh, Jesse Smith and the Holy Ghost? They kind of had a, a unique yeah. sort of sludgy, yeah, bluesy <laughs> type of sound. I'm really looking forward to whatever they end up coming out with. But uh, but I think that's yeah. cool when you have bands from different ends of the spectrum. And you kind of just broaden your horizons a little bit, you know? For sure. Yeah. I think it has like a lot to do with people nowadays. It seems like tend to step out of their box more musically you know if it's good if it hits them then they like it it's not so much of this box mentality of well i only like metal i only like country i only like rap or rock or this or that um and it is it is really cool to just be able to see these shows or be on bills uh even either local or national acts coming through that it's just a really diverse show you know it's not way out of left field but you still get a good mix up of bands it's not just the same thing you know, five times in a row, whatever. Well, I think it's cool to hear you guys say that locally you feel a, a pretty good camaraderie because uh, I hear that from Ryan a lot too. And as somebody who's like on the outside looking in and just a fan of music and loves to cover it, like it's it's cool to see that uh, not every band in Toledo is trying to be like the, the best thing out of Toledo and stomp on everybody. Because I do think that right. uh, when you have bands that go to each other's shows and support each other regardless of whatever genre it is, it can only help make everything better locally because I, I i think that type of environment too when a national comes in and they see that they'll want to come back you yeah. know right absolutely yeah nobody really remembers like 
just the okay shows or whatever where people are kind of standoffish or whatever. They'll remember either the really bad experiences or the really good experiences where everybody is just having a good time, is positive, everybody's buddies, nobody's being unnecessarily dicks to each other. You know, I think that, and it's healthy. I mean, I think that there's always going to be that sort of competition feeling of you always want to be your best when you're out there on the stage putting out your best work, but it doesn't mean that because someone else is having success, that means that you failed, you know? Like, I don't think that it's, it, the world works like that. I think there's room enough for all of us to flourish. Yeah. How was I it? I also noticed, like, gotten older, that you, we have to be motivated in going out to shows because we expect people to come to our shows. Like, it's kind of out of respect for just the music scene in general. Like, if we want people to pay attention to music, like, we need to pay attention to music. I mean, yep. I don't know. You get what you put in. Is there is there a time where you went out to a show where, where maybe you're kind of like ah, I I I just kind of feel like I got to go out tonight I got to go check this out and you're really surprised by by somebody that you saw that that now you're a fan of locally? I mean, uh, at PFTP kind of like blew me away and just Jeffrey in general like yeah. he's just really talented. They're all really cool dudes. And uh, yeah, I mean them and the Cascade Company and Tropic Bombs. I it's so weird because we've lived here for so long. And I didn't know that these bands were even, like, around here. I thought Tropic Bombs was from Cincinnati, honestly, <laughs> for, like, the longest time. But I, I even talked to Zach about, like, man, it'd be cool to ask them to play on our CD release show. I think they're from, like, Cincinnati or Dayton or something. <laughs> so, and then it was, like, later on we actually found out, oh, they're from Toledo. Yeah, actually, oh. the first time Tyler and I even saw them, we went to He Is Legend when they came back in November, and... Uh, we walked in pretty much right at the start of their set. Didn't really hear who they were, where they were from, or whatever. It was just like in the middle of the first song, probably. And I was like, "Wow, these guys are really good." This band that's on tour with He's Legend, like we, I thought they were a national act, <laughs> you know. And it turns out they were from Toledo. Like, well, fuck, like we got to get on a show with these guys. And we did. We played Midsummer Meltdown yeah. with them this past summer, which was awesome. That was a really good lineup of bands too. That was a good time. I was there for that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, fellas, this has been fun, man. I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, I, I, it's, it's been cool to finally actually get to catch up with you guys after after that show because that was that was a lot of fun that night with the with the He Is Legend show. And, and genuinely, I like I like what you guys are doing musically right now because I, I think especially today, man, for whatever reason, um, and it's not just music; it's just in general. Things seem to be really divisive in our country, especially in the media. And, and for whatever reason, in the rock, rock world, and the metal world, everything is so, like, segregated now. There's all these subgenres. So when you, when you see a band that's just making music and it's just like a rock band, I, I, I just think that that's really cool and really important, you know, be, to just prop each other up, you know? Yeah. Thanks, man. Definitely. Well, thank you, for, yeah, thank you for appreciating that. I mean, we appreciate you having us on and even coming out to shows and doing what you do. Right. You know, you're helping lift the scene up. You know, in a lot of ways too. I think that's awesome. So, before I let you go, what are you guys listening to right now? I always, I always like to try to pick the brains of, of musicians and see if there's anything that I that I haven't checked out that might might tickle my fancy a little bit. Any anything lately that you guys are really enjoying? I'm always into a lot of different stuff. It depends on the day. Uh, lately, it's been like, oof, probably he is legend, but you know, Citizen is awesome. Uh, uh, My Morning Jacket is always great. I've been listening to a lot of Alt-J lately, actually. Um, a lot of different electro stuff. Daft Punk, actually. I found out that I actually really like Daft Punk. <laughs> I found a couple songs and I'm like, hey, this is really good. 
and the weekend i just bought that cd that's really good uh i don't know lord <laughs> i have to do, do you like uh do you like hip-hop at all yeah, I listen to a little bit of it. I mean, I, I've come from from mostly the heavy heavier spectrum, but I do I do like to dabble a little bit every now and again. I really I really do love early '90s hip hop, like De La Soul yeah. and Arrested That's Development and Tribe Called Quest, all those bands. I really like that stuff. It takes me back to a simpler you know, time. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know Wu Tang then, right? Yes. You yeah. should look up the Jizza on Chappelle's show. <laughs> I've watched that so many times, like over the past couple weeks. It's like old too. It's like ten years old, but it just it blows my mind every time I watch it. Like that dude lyrically is just insane. That's another genre too, where there's a lot of people doing a lot of really cool things that uh, that aren't in yeah. the mainstream for whatever reason. Like I know I know Ryan's a big fan of like atmosphere and um who yeah. else i'm trying to look brother ali's another one that i've checked out and and being a guy that's more into like rock and heavy stuff like i listened to it i was like damn why is why are not more people talking about this it's weird it's really weird right on that line aesop rockers and sage francis <laughs> just ignore that last time <laughs> oh, <it's cool. laughs> guys i really appreciate it uh where i'll put the links up too but where can people uh where can people find you online if they want to check out your music or, or follow you on, on facebook that type of stuff um uh, right now the album is on itunes and spotify uh it's coming to pandora soon actually uh we've got our singles up on soundcloud which is soundcloud.com slash light dash horizon we're on facebook facebook.com slash light horizon band uh I think Twitter and Instagram is Light Horizon OH. And we're usually, we're really active on all of those. So if people follow us, like, we'll, we'll talk to you. We'll be friendly. You, can, you, friend. you can email us too. Yeah, you can email. Yeah, we've got, uh, for booking and stuff, we have lighthorizonmusic at gmail.com. Well, thanks again, fellas. I appreciate you guys uh, taking a ha- you know an hour of your time with me today and having some fun and talking about gorillas and bears and music and stuff. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us Thank again. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. Be in touch, fellas, for sure. Yeah. All right. See you, brother. See you, man. All righty, dighty. There you have it. That was Light Horizon. The whole friggin' band, man. I gave you guys the whole band. The whole band. Light Horizon. Thanks again to ryan thanks again to zach thanks again to jim and thanks again to tyler i really appreciate you guys taking the time it was fun to talk to you guys and i look forward to keeping in touch with you guys and getting to more shows in the near future for sure and uh who knows man maybe we can book you a gig down in nashville you know who knows maybe i can like wouldn't that be crazy let's just throw it out in the universe right now all right light horizon you're listening to this let's just throw it out in the universe like let's just say best case scenario go to nashville Somewhere or another, I run into, eh, let's say, Jack White. Okay, We're shooting for the stars here. Why shouldn't we? We only live once, right? So I meet Jack White. Jack and I have a couple of drinks. I'm not going to say Jack and Coke because that would be stupid because his name is Jack. And who knows? Maybe that's his favorite drink, but I don't want to pull like a JV move and be like, me and Jack and White are going to be drinking Jack and Cokes. And plus, I'm not a big fan of Jack and Coke. But like, let's say I meet Jack White. I run into this dude in Nashville. I let him know I'm from Toledo. 
Jack White loves Toledo because he used to play Toledo back in the day. A lot of people don't know that. In fact, there's a couple of guys in Toledo who actually helped teach Jack White, from what I understand, through some connections, how to play really good slide guitar. All right, all right, all right. Maybe I should tell this to Matthew McConaughey. So I'm sitting there, and I meet Jack White. I'm down in Nashville. Just this little coffee place, man. Just this cool place. You know, I like to I like to try to stay out of spotlight when I'm not doing movies, right? So I'm sitting at the bar, you know, and I'm drinking Jameson and ginger ale. The reason I drink that drink, all right, is because Jameson is a really smooth Irish whiskey. And ginger ale, as you know, is really good for your innards. It's really good for your stomach. So when you drink Jameson and ginger ale... It, it, it coats your soul and it coats your tum-tum. You know what I'm saying? All right, so I'm sitting there in Nashville, right? I'm waiting for a flight. I got two hours to kill. I'm looking over the script. I'm just trying to, you know, relax a little bit, watching some highlights on ESPN or whatever. And who walks in but Jack White? And I'm a huge music fan, you know what I mean? Coming down from Texas and listening to what he did out of that Detroit garage rock scene, I was like, well, holy shnikes, man. This is Mr. Jack White walking in right now. And I had known that he had done some stuff in Nashville, obviously, with Third Man Records and all that. I, I Matthew McConaughey gets up on his music. And I normally don't talk about myself as a third person, but this is Jack White we're talking about, all right? So I'm sitting there at the end of this bar, and Jack White walks in, and I'm like, wow, Jack White, you know? And I can't hide it. I'm a fanboy. So he recognizes me, you know, tells me he likes my movies and stuff, you know? And, uh, you know, I almost asked him if he wanted to go for a ride on my Lincoln out front, but I was like, nah, that'd be too meta, right? <laughs> It'd just be too meta. Because they gave me a Lincoln rental car, you know what I'm saying? So, Jack White comes in, and I'm like, dude, Jack, there's this band, right? Light Horizon. Okay, I heard these dudes. I like their stuff. A friend of a friend told me about them, and I just love their music. I listen to it all the time. I take a lot of cross-country flights, going from New York to L.A., doing these different movies and doing appearances and whatnot. And I love these dudes, man. They're just a rock and roll band, right? So, Jack White's like, well... They're from where? They're from Toledo. Oh, my God. I love Toledo. I used to play Toledo all the time, like 20 years ago. Let me check out Light Horizon. So, boom, folks, there it is. I'm telling Mr. Jack White about Light Horizon. He goes nuts, and he's like, we got to get him in the third man. I'm like, at the moment, I was like, oh, dude, this is great. I, I don't need, you know, I'm just a fan of this band, and I'm, I'm hooking it up, right? So, Light Horizon goes and records at Third Man Records with Mr. Jack White on a chance meeting, running into me with my Lincoln parked out front at a small little bar in Nashville. And that's how dreams happen. That's how it's done, baby. So there you go, Light Horizon. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. We just, we, just, we just lobbed a softball up to the universe, and the universe is going to knock it out of the park. And we just asked the universe if, if, if potentially you could record with Jack White down in Nashville at Third Man Records. So, I'm just saying, fellas, we talked about we talked about a lot of stuff during that show. We talked about space. We talked about uh, silverback gorillas and bears and animals. And I mean, we we kind of covered the whole gamut. We really did, fellas. So, knowing that you guys are a little spacey, you've got the space artwork on the album. You've got some space infused ideas, man. We're we're throwing it out in the universe. We're, we just we just did so let's see if it comes back around because it might come back around but that's the that's the thing i think too that i'm realizing in my life lately and on a serious note because i'll give you a quick story before i wrap this puppy up so i can give you guys light horizon music which is a big reason why you're listening to the show as well and thank you 
again, you guys, for, for doing the show. Make sure you guys go check out Light Horizon on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Light Horizon Band, and their website where you can go listen and get a preview, a little, little taste, just a little taste, little entree, if you will, little appetizer of what you hear on The Great Big Empty. You can go to soundcloud.com forward slash Light Dash Horizon, and you will find four of their songs on there, one of which you will be hearing as soon as I shut my big yapper. But about a year and a half ago, as, as some of you who listen to this show religiously, I don't know why you do, uh, uh, you know that one of my previous jobs, about a year and a half ago, I lost that job, and it was very surprising, and it kind of sent me into a little bit of a tizzy, sent me in a little bit of a way, way tizzy, for a little bit and you know it's just kind of one of those moments in life where where things go way different than than the way you pictured them going and when it happened initially it was kind of a shock to the system right you know because it's like wow i got my apartment and i got bills to pay and you know thankfully i'd i had saved up some money and i did a decent job doing it but it was just one of those moments in life too where i felt like the universe was kind of and i know i you know uh people have done jokes about this and you know, like, well, the universe is saying you should do this. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to trust your gut, you know, like in my experience in life, my head confuses me, my heart lies to me, but my gut always tells me the truth. And that is the damn truth. But I really, you know, I really do believe that, you know, every now and again, you, you just get signs, you know, you can call it God, you can call it the universe, you can call it whatever you want to call it. But um, a couple of videos that I watched that really helped me when I went through that experience one of my actually my my all-time favorite tv shows it's always sunny in philadelphia south park is a very close second but south park even i didn't start watching religiously until i got into like high school and it's not because i don't like south park it's just i was really young at the time it started and there's no way if my parents knew i was watching that they'd let me watch it so i was i was a little little late to south park but i've religiously been watching that for a long time but I started with It's Always Sunny from the beginning when it started like 10 years ago on FX. It was a brand new network. Nobody knew anybody who was in that show until they got Danny DeVito for the second season. But, you know, I and I'm, and, you know, and I know I sound like that guy, dude, I was on that before anybody was on it. I'm, like, I'm not saying that. You know, obviously I had to get to season two, so I wasn't the only person watching it season one. But my favorite show. And Charlie Day, I love. He's hilarious. And he did a speech. I believe it's Mary Mack College where he went to study. Uh, for those of us in the States, we say college or college, if you're from the West Coast. Over in Europe, I believe you call it university in UK. So just a, went to university. Over here, it's college, college, you know, or college, depending on what part of the country you're from in the States. And it was a very inspiring speech. And he just talked about how, you know, he, he just – decided to just go for his dreams and granted for everybody that wants to be in Hollywood whether it's an actor or producer or special effects there's for every like one person that makes it I'm sure there's probably a hundred thousand that don't and that end up waiting tables for 10 years and you know maybe they get one or two commercials or maybe maybe they never get anything I, I get that but you know what to me it's not always about the end result it's about being in the fight you know, who cares if you went out to Hollywood and you never got that big Hollywood gig and you weren't the next Tom Cruise or the next Jennifer Hudson or Jennifer Lawrence or the next Jennifer Aniston or any of those Jennifers, you know, you still got to go to California and experience it for a little bit. But anyway, it was very inspiring and he, he just talked to these kids about, you know, 
doing what you love and pursuing that. And obviously we all got to eat. We all need jobs. You know, we all got to pay the bills at the end of the day, whatever those bills may be. But that really helped me a lot. It was very inspiring to see that and, and to, to see that he just trusted his gut. And, and they made this TV show basically based off of videos he was filming in his, you know, crappy apartment with his friends. And he turned down an opportunity to be on a sitcom that he didn't really totally believe in in order to keep filming those crappy videos in his apartment, which eventually turned into It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The sitcom he turned down, I think, ran for 10 episodes, and It's, it's Always Sunny has been on for 10 years now. It's one of the longest-running uh, comedy sitcoms like ever, I think, right up there with Seinfeld in terms of consecutive seasons. So that inspired me. Jim Carrey, another guy I've loved since I was a little kid, I watched a graduation speech that he gave. I think he was an honorary doctorate or something. And he talked about in that, like not being afraid to ask the universe for what what you're seeking, you know, and uh, and that a lot of people are. A lot of people do the, take the route that they feel like is the safer route. And it all kind of sort of crystallized for me because I was like, wow, I kind of did that. You know, I, I took this job at online marketing. It was a salaried position and you know, I had benefits and paid vacation and, you know, I worked really hard there and, you know, it didn't always click because I was brand new to marketing when I got the job. Um, and I had taken a break from writing and I had taken a break from podcasting. You know, I only did a couple of shows kind of part and parcel so that I could just prove to this guy that hired me like that I was the right dude for the job and it just didn't end up working out, you know, and it, at the time I felt like a failure, you know, I felt like, wow, I, I tried this and it didn't work. But in the end, it wasn't a failure because I needed that time in my life to kind of realign to do, you know, everything that I'm doing now and to be where I am right now. So, and I think I've spent too much time focusing on the end result and not so much enjoying the journey, you know. And, you know, let me tell you, I'm a young dude, but life goes fast. You know, five years ago, I was graduating from college and now I'm 27 years old. And that seems like it was yesterday, really. I mean, when you're young, you hear older people talk like that, but until you start to, get a little years on you, get some hairs on your chest, you, you don't really realize it. And it's true. So even though I'm joking about the universe stuff, when I did that little McConaughey spiel, um, I really mean that when I say, you know, don't be afraid to ask the universe for whatever it is that you're seeking, you know, because uh, you never know when it's going to come back around, you know, and that's why I believe in being good to people too. So there's your little lesson for the day, you know, be positive and positive things will happen. And, and right now I'm a lot happier than I've been in a long time. And uh, so, yeah, there's my little lesson of the day, and I don't want to ramble any longer than I already have. So on that note, I just want to thank you guys again for listening. Please go check out Light Horizon. Go pick up their debut album. It's really good, The Great Big Empty. Follow them on Facebook at Light Horizon Band. Go check out their SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com forward slash Light Horizon. They are also on Twitter at Light Horizon oh is their twitter handle and if you go to their twitter page you'll get all the individual guys handles as well and uh yeah thanks again to all the dudes in light horizon too it was fun talking to you guys and i I can't wait to see what the future has in store for you um by my count it's recording with jack white at third man records and uh even if that doesn't happen hey we still put it out there in the universe fellas you know it's worth a shot okay it's worth a shot but in all seriousness thank you ryan thank you zach thank you jim and thank you tyler and on that note i will say keep the faith and be kind to one another. I love you guys. Be good to each other, all right? Now, courtesy of Light Horizon, because they're so awesome, 
I'm going to give you guys one of their songs off of The Great Big Empty. Here's Some Were Meant to Struggle. Peace. (laughs) 